0: You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore
1: together. Soul School is in session welcome to this week's episode of soul school i'm laura co your host and i am here with dr q hey dr q how are you today
0: hello laura thank you so much for having me today i'm doing very well thank you
1: i'm i'm the one who should say thank you i am so excited we were chatting pre-show and i mean i could just spend hours and hours which we may do at some point but uh dr q you're here with the indian palm leaf reading institute Tell everybody a little bit about what this is. I got the benefit to try it, and then we're going to chat a lot during this show, but um, if you could just explain in your own language, because I do a terrible job of it, what is an Indian palm leaf reading, and how does this work, and who are you in this process? How did you come to it? So I guess first, (laughs) sorry, that's a lot of information, what is it, and then how did this come to your life?
0: Sure, and um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story and um, the information about nadi readings with the audience, the Soul Schools podcast participants, your your tribe, your family here. Now we call it Indian palm reading because I had to create a term that in the West would be understood better. Indian, I thought people would understand it has to do with India, palm leaf, so they would understand there's a leaf of a palm tree involved, and they would mix it up with the palm of the hand, or tea leaves, and yet I get still a lot of messages, can you read my palm, like dude, read what we do, and then send me a message. Uh, And reading, that there is some sort of reading involved. So Indian palmish reading. No one in India calls it Indian palmish reading. We would call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology, among other terms. I just don't want to overwhelm the audience with too many names. But Nadi has many meanings. Nadi means leaf. Nadi means seeker. So the person who seeks the message on the leaf. Nadi means pulse, representing human life. Nadi also means the exact moment in time when the message is divulged to the seeker, not a day before, not a day later. So hence, naughty reading or naughty astrology. And the reason why it's also called astrology as part of it, only small fraction of it, refers to the planetary constellations in your leaf. That's the reason why the reader, and the reader is the person who can find your bundle, your book, find your leaf, and then read it to you. That person's called a reader. He studies up to seven years to become a reader. Oh he God. needs to study ancient Tamil. That's a dead language, doesn't exist anymore. He needs to be able to identify thumbprint names. He's a fully fledged Indian astrologist, which now in the West is known as Vedic astrology. Vedic astrology is a fairly new term. It came up in the 70s when Ayurveda became hip in the West. So they converted the name Indian astrology to Vedic astrology. And. Um, to sell better, I guess. Now that I've been doing it for so many years, I understand that Vedic astrology, Indian astrology is more precise than Western astrology. So my apologies to all the Western astrologers out there. Uh, He has to study uh, gemology, uh, numerology, Ayurvedic principles a lot in order to become a fully-fledged reader. We can Mm -hmm. talk about a reader uh, later on too so they have a better understanding. Now me, in case you have noticed yet out there, I'm not an Indian dude, I'm a white guy. So yeah. how come a white guy does what he, what is intrinsically a southern Indian thing? Southern Indian, because legend has it, there is no written record of it, that 3,000 years ago, give or take, 2-3,000 years ago, sages sat down in meditation, meditated to the gods they knew within Hinduism. This is not a religious act that we do, naughty readings. But of course, again, you've got to think two, 3,000 years ago, Sages sit down, what did they know at the time in southern India? That's all they knew. That was their universe. So they utilized the power of um, their gods that they knew to tap, tap into the Akashic records. And now we have a connection between what you do and what we do. To tap into the Akashic records, mm-hmm. download the information, and then, etherically, I guess, if you wish, dictate it to their disciples to then be written down on something. Well, two, 3,000 years ago, there was no paper. So they utilized what they had in abundance, palm trees. And they're big, huge palm trees with huge leaves. So very different to the one in California, because I go to California all the, all the time. They're really big. And then they cut them into pieces of about 10 inches long, give or take, 10, 15 inches. They're not standardized And about an inch or so wide. Then they took a sharp tool and etched the information into a freshly cut leaf. No ink used. So perfectly biodegradable, they utilized what nature had there uh, for them. And when the leaf dried up, the message came through. Hence, That's not amazing, reading.
1: first of all, right? Like that's just amazing. to think about spending the time. I can barely handle typing most days. I'm such a prima donna to actually spend the time to yeah, like to do it. Etch yeah. it. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's an art. Absolutely. It's yeah. An art, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And then they dry up. And uh, the next question was, how can we store these? Because the dried leaf is very brittle. Yeah. What they did is they connected similar souls. They created soul families and put similar souls, leaves, Mm -hmm. in a book or bundle. And then they used the bark of the tree to create the cover, the top and the bottom. And then they tied it together. And these books and bundles are now stored for the most part in Southern India in archives, libraries and archives. For the audience to understand what a booker bundle is, this is a booker bundle. It's, we, we've um, created it as a demo thing because the originals won't leave India. But since I do a lot of shows, I travel a lot and people of course want to see it and touch it, I remember in the old days, I brought a real one and I told people, please don't touch it, it's several hundred years old, and what do people do? They touch it, so then it cracks. I said, no, I'm done with this, so we can recreate things in out of plastic, and that's called a Booker Bundle. And these books bundles are stored in archives, and when you think of archives, you think temperature controlled, water dispenser security guards, folks, none of that is the reality of things. For those of you who have not been to India, I'm just opening this up for you to have a, uh, a better view of it. That's an, uh, a copy of a real book. Mm. So all these leaves are real, just copied onto plastic so that they travel with me.
1: Yeah. And, um, and for people listening, yeah. right, these are really thin, yeah. long yeah. strips. And they're... I'm about 10 saw, inches, yeah. Yeah, yeah I take. saw mine. It's, um, They're a little brittle on the edges. Well, I guess mine was sort of Cracked, old, but it, yeah. 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 um, And they have this 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 writing in them. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I have to say when they showed me the the literal leaf, um, mm-hmm. that was pretty magical to see. It is magical, yes. Yeah. And the the language used is called Guranta
0: or ancient Tamil. So where the office is is now considered to be southern India, a state called Tamil Nadu. It's a big state, twice the size of California for my US friends out there. 85 million people live in that one state alone, the southernmost tip. And like California, it's a coastal state. It's elongated, with the big difference being it's on the east coast, not on the west coast of India. And Tamils are different to the rest of Indians. For those of you who have not traveled to India, there is one common language that most Indians speak and it's called Hindi. So it doesn't matter from which state you live, you travel, you can communicate with other Indians. Tamil Nadu is the only one that does not speak Hindi, period. Oh. So even as an Indian, when you travel to Tamil Nadu, you enter a foreign country, period. If a Tamil moves outside of Tamil Nadu, they enter a foreign country. And the the language that they use in order to communicate would be English. That's it, or or Hinglish, Indian accent in English. Um, that is where the state uh, is now. And so these things were created way before India became India. And Tamil Nadu, the state that is now in India, kind of like um, the US federal system, same thing in India too, as so you go to federal states. And um, that is the original India. Every Tamil, like, we very proud to say it. we are the first, the original India, the rest came later. Speaking differently they are a little darker, they're primarily vegetarians. It's the most spiritual state in India. It has per capita more temples than any other state in India. So it's a different universe that you travel to when you visit India. It's totally worth a visit, but it's different to the rest of of the country in in many ways. So in that state, what is now a state, the sages sat down in meditation. And um, there were hundreds of them, hundreds what we call Maharishi. Mahar means great, Rishi means sage. And those of you who watch this video, I brought a picture that I bought at one of the temples in the state. Representing eighteen of the hundreds of um, sages that wrote these leaves, these are the great eighteen sages. In the middle, that's name. uh, His name is Agastya. He is the most famous one of them. And uh, there is another picture of just Agastya. He was more than just a sage. He was a poet and astronomer, um, Ayurvedic. God, you name it, he knew a lot of things about many things, and among them, he was able to tap into the Akashic Records and have these things written. So if you ever get a reading, most likely your first reading, because you can have several readings in your lifetime, would be from Agastya. He's like the GP, if I may use the medical term. He has um, remedies for almost anything under the, um, uh, um, under the sun. And uh, the central parts of that state is what we would consider the birthplace of Nadi readings. So again, a big state, the central parts of it, um, and the temple that's associated the most with it or the town that's associated most with uh, Nadi readings is called Vaitishvaran Coil, And that is where, close to it, is where my office is in, in India. So I have a brick and mortar office there, of course, because everything happens in India. Um, my life duty, my calling, if you wish, is to bring it to the West so that you do not need to travel to India. So you have an ethical, authentic experience with real readers. And even though I'm a big India fan, I also have to be honest with you, most readers are not real. They would sell you almost anything for a quick buck. And that is, I guess, the case with almost anything in India. You gotta be very careful who you entrust with your reading. With mm-hmm. us, you can rest assured that my readers are all swamis at the very uh, least. And swamis are highly evolved teaching readers. And one of them is a guru, Guruji, which means the chief reader. Uh, an, an institute can only have one guru. So mm-hmm. out of respect, the other other swamis who could be gurus too. They could be. They were given the honorary town of Guru, Guruji. They remain a swami out of respect to the one Guruji that we have in our Institute, but they're all highly evolved readers. So that's a little bit of the readers and where it is all located geographically speaking and why they used leaves. So now you know why we call it Indian palm leaf reading.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah.
0: And the language is Tamil. So today they speak Tamil in Tamil Nadu, but then two, 3000 years ago, they spoke Granta, which is also known as ancient Tamil, which means that language doesn't exist anymore. Similar to Greek and uh, modern Greek and ancient Greek. A modern Greek person does not read or understand ancient Greek, and yet modern Greek roots in ancient Greek, you would go to university and study ancient Greek. Uh, And due to my academic career, not that I ever had to suffer from ancient Greek, but I had to suffer from Latin a lot, so I was pretty fluent in Latin, forgot almost uh, a lot of it, but it hopefully gives an understanding what a reader needs to study to be able to just read what is written not, not yet understand, but at least be able to read what's, um, what is on the leaf. So uh, that is um, geography, history, a little bit. And now how come I do it? Well, first of all, I'm a white guy. My mom's Austrian. She's European. My dad's Persian. And I grew up in Iran. 79, some of you might be wise enough. Let's call it that way. Wise enough to remember that there was a revolution in Iran in 1979. We had to flee the country. I grew up uh, as a kid of a very wealthy guy. Uh, not Muslim. My my father's family are are Baha'is, and had we not fled the country, we would have been tortured, and uh, my father for sure, but most likely us too would have been killed. So there was no option to stay, and we fled the country. And since my mom is blonde and blue-eyed, you know, Austrian, we fled to Austria in August of '79. That is. So I know how it feels to be very wealthy with servants and a chauffeur and all the rest of it, but I also know how it feels to have no money at all, like zero, from a lot to absolutely nothing. Overnight, we became paupers. And my mom became the breadwinner um, and uh, we were lucky to just for her mom, my grandmother, to still be alive. So we um, uh, stayed with her in her small apartment until my mom gradually was able to uh, establish herself. And my father never survived the shock to the system. He was depressed for the rest of his life uh, and um, he was far from being the breadwinner in our in our family. He was a great guy. Uh, I, I think we're, we're lucky to have him. But the shock to his system was way beyond what he could handle. Uh, And then I was in Austria as a teenager. And um, some of you might remember another big catastrophe that happened in 1986, the biggest till today in uh, nuclear catastrophes known as Chernobyl. And that was in April of 1986. And the nuclear cloud traveled and dumped its waste a 1,000 kilometers or more than that, 1,500 kilometers away onto Central Europe. And Vienna, Austria is in Central Europe. And that is why Mini-Me, Still being a teenager, got cancer. So I was in hospital for three years, uh, from age 16 to 19. Six months—it's a long time—as an inpatient uh, over over a period of uh, three years. A thousand needles up my veins. You know, surgeries, chemotherapy, radiation—you name it. Um, and of course, when I was 16, I said, "God, why me?" I mean, I'm an innocent kid. Uh, why would I have yeah. to go through this nonsense? Uh, and then, I, of course, saw people die. I saw people die during the revolution in the early stages. in you know, February 7 and 9 when it started. And I saw people die in the hospital's well. And then at 19-ish, when uh, my physician, my, my my main physician, who is now a dear friend of mine, um, said, you're good to you know you. are released now. And I said, God, why me? So how come I survived? And the, these poor souls that I shared the room with, some of them did not. And that's the beginning of my spiritual journey, um, which I've been on now for, <clears throat> I hate to say, for 30, 30 years or so. Uh, that gives over my, my age. I do my <laughs> most to keep sexy with um, Botox treatments, but And that's a joke, too, uh, by the way. So I pursued a regular career. I come from a physician's family. So most almost everyone in our extended family is uh, is a physician of some sort. Would I be a physician now? I think so. But three years in hospital cured me for life to ever set foot voluntarily in a hospital. Mm. Uh, My brother's a physician. You know, he's a a surgeon. Uh, My cousins, you know, my grandfather, they all are. But I was done. So I pursued an academic career. And I enjoyed it very much, you know. So uh, the Doctor Q is not not a joke; it's not a stage name. You know, when I got my PhD, well, on my way to getting my PhD, people started just calling me Doctor, you know, Doctor Q, just for
1: uh, your fun, PhD I guess. in in what topic?
0: In law, in international law. Um, I was an academic, I taught, uh, and I enjoyed it. I must say, I really did. Uh, teaching kids was um, is a calling, but the red tape that goes behind it—that's um, eighty percent of the reality. Uh, bore the hell out of me. I'm not a, a structured person at all. I just couldn't cope with all the nonsense that was on behind the scenes, which you, when you're a student, you don't really see. And so I, I gave up on it. I couldn't stand it. Um, and so I started a travel business because travel is my other big passion in life. And um, it, it became fairly big, I should say. We ended up in Entrepreneur magazine as one of the 500 fastest growing businesses in the United, in the United States. Um, in whenever that was, 2008 or something. They interviewed uh, me. That was kind of neat, but I was in academic travel in 2009, 2010. Some of you might remember that too. There was a financial crisis, everything collapsed, and my multi million dollar business collapsed too because people stopped traveling. So, again, I built up my life um, on a big trajectory, and then everything collapsed, and I had to file for personal bankruptcy, man. So, I know how it feels, how to make money, and I also know how to lose everything. It was not an easy time, I'm telling you. I thought, oh, my God, I'm reliving my father's uh, yeah. life, you know, 79. Yeah. So uh, very stressful, I'm telling you. Um, but I knew the power of the mind, and I knew somehow this uh, will get me where I need to be in life. It took me years to obviously rebuild myself, which I did. And um, in the meantime, so uh, that's why I'm telling you this, is I am a gal from Hungary, and um and um, I started dating her. I am talking to you today from Hungary. I'm, I'm still living in Budapest, capital city of Hungary. Please come and visit. If you haven't been here yet, I can highly recommend. Uh, my passion is travel. I've been to way over 100 countries. I've been almost everywhere you can possibly think of um, as, a, as a professional traveler, if you wish, but also as a seeker of just um, exploring things. And uh, when I was dating her 10 years ago, I did not feel so good. And she said, uh, you need to go back to Vienna, Vienna Budapest, Vienna is the capital city of Austria. And that's where I was as a teenager. Budapest is about three hours, two and a half hours away, kind of like New York City and Washington, DC, if you wish, not so far, and yet worlds apart. Hungary is a poor country, Austria is a very developed country. Um, and so she put me on a train 10 years ago. In the morning, I remember I was sweating and you know, the chills. She put me on a train and uh, said, you got to go back to your c- cancer hospital, not knowing that she'd saved my life t- by doing so. So I will go to my cancer hospital and they know me, you know, oh, Dr. Q, welcome back. You know, um, if, if you survive as a teenager, of course, you know, the, the physicians and the nurses, and of course uh, it's for them also exciting. And I've been going back there for forever, ever since I had my cancer too, for checkups. Uh, so this time I go and say, I don't feel so good. And I do not know if, if something is wrong here. So to check, um, for a major checkup. And they said, Dr. Moy, you got to stay here because you're terribly sick. And I said, Really? I got to fly to Frankfurt in three days. The chief card uh, uh, cardiologist shouted at me and said, Dr. Moy, I think you don't understand that you're alive is a miracle. You will stay here now. You cannot go anywhere else. I said, Really? I don't feel so bad. If you see me, I'm very fit. I really am uh, I'm a fit guy. Um, because I look after myself. I have to. Uh, I'm in pain. I uh, would be otherwise. I'm not be able to do what I do. And uh, that day, when the physician said, you have to stay here, I collapsed. And then they did. And then they fi- gradually figured out what the issue is. I had uh, myocarditis, which means an inflamed heart muscle. I had water in my heart sac. I had pneumonia and water in my lungs, not knowing because I keep very fit. You know, I meditate every day. I do a lot of sports uh, just to, um, you know, my body's my temple. Uh, and um, Ultimately, they couldn't do they couldn't help me um, much, and they just shoved me into the ICU. And I remember because my mom told me afterwards, she came and visited me because she's she lives in Vienna. She told me afterwards, well, they told her all we can do is just sedate him and hope for the best. That's it. Wow. Wow. And for and for weeks, I was in a um, delirious state with extremely high fever, and I must have been I forgot the Fahrenheit now we're talking 42 degrees um Celsius uh, it's uh, you do not know whether it's day or night or uh, I try to uh, remember it's hundred must be 107 or something Fahrenheit oh
1: my I'm God. talking uh
0: d- delivery, you know you just refuse your sweating they had to change my bed sheets five times a day um so it was not easy either but I survived you know I survived and my girlfriend the the lady that I moved to Budapest for uh, I sure her, her name. She came and visited me and she said, Q, I think uh, you need to do palm leaf reading. I said, what is that? He said, well, uh, I told you about this already a year ago. And I said, really? That's odd because I'm a sucker for anything spiritual. <laughs> and yes, I didn't I didn't hear it. Um, yeah. But then I was ready to hear it. I said, okay, if I survive, I said, I'm going to go and see if there is a, a leaf written for me. Because I realized when I was in the ICU, this must have to do with um, karma. I think this lifetime I'm a pretty good person. I help I'm helping money's not a big, big travel for me really. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't seek anything materialistic <clears throat> per se. Um it's not of interest to me, period. Um so um I thought karma. And then I did survive, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking to you today. And I had my reading done and it blew my mind, and I don't say this easily, but it blew my mind. I've done a lot of spiritual things. I've visited John of God several times in Brazil. i spent a lot of time with the shamans. No, the I,
1: I want to just say too, yeah. like just quickly, but mm-hmm. I, I've done so yeah. many spiritual things. Like I completely yeah. relate to you on that. And, and and you know, I mean, I'm the person who's like, just try it once, right? That's how I came into the Akashic realm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the Akashic records were. I was like, whatever. And I went in and it blew my mind. I mean, the Akashic record reading I got blew my mind. And this is obviously from a similar uh, system. And I, um, I mean, it's from the Akashic records, but it's done so differently, but it really, it it is mind blowing. I mean, you're, you like actually the term, right? Like mind blowing, like your mind actually can't comprehend what is happening, right? It actually, uh, speaks to something so deep within your spirit, your soul, your heart. And then the way it happens it's not possible according to what we understand. So it truly is like, um, you know, we use that, that term lightly. So I just wanted to to pause there yeah. because it's like, um, you know, there's things where it's like, wow, that was so cool. That was really interesting. But this is, it's truly mind blowing that there's somewhere across the world and you'll get into how this works, where you can get this kind of insight with very little information, very similarly to the to the way an Akashic record reading works, right? It's it it challenges sure. your, your our belief system. It challenged my belief system in um, information outside of our physical realm experience, right?
0: Yes, yeah. big yeah. time. I understand big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so my 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 road of recovery uh, wasn't easy either. I could not move. Like when they released me. After a month, and I, I spent a long time in the ICU. I could not move. Like, literally, I could not lift my, my arms at all. I could not. So it took me 10 years. It was 10 years ago to be able to do what I do now. And I go to yoga again every day and, and I, you know, I'm able to go to the gym. And, Jesus. And, you know, I could not. And uh, my, my um, and again, Emishi um, Meshi, um, she saved my life. Otherwise, I would, I would have collapsed in Budapest and, you know, Hungary is a uh, even though I love Budapest, but it's not a very developed country. I might have not yeah. to see, uh, the yeah. treatment that I needed. So I would be dead now. Um uh, and Unbelievable. Um, and as I was, you know, doing my on my road of recovery, I got my reading done and it was uh, a, a, an amazing experience. Um and so I shared it, you know, who'd you share with first, friends and family, say, oh my God, this is just mind blowing what, what what I just did um and they know that i'm an enthusiastic human being because I go and do all these crazy things in their minds and it's like oh my god you did another thing right. another one of those <laughs> uh, but they you know they wanted to get a reading too uh, they said okay well if it's that cool i want to get a reading done too so i said cool so let's go to india and that is when i realized that most people in the west will never go to india period so very few people in the west india is a magnet but to the vast majority of a western person india is a no-go zone um so they wouldn't so then that's how we figured out uh, how can we still how can i help friends and family in getting a reading without having to go to india and that is why we started with skype you know in the old days it was in skype and i, yeah. I asked the reader can it be done is it sure and uh, and then i sat in every reading because i realized that they didn't understand the indian english english And he's like, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? So I said in every freaking reading, repeating in Western English, so they would understand at least phonetically what was said. And by doing that, I realized that most of them also didn't understand the message, the deeper meaning of it. So that is why we have now in our institute, the Western moderators, as we call them, and you had one yourself. It was me, regrettably. Uh, but that is why we have a moderator in every call, because there is the reader who doesn't speak in English. We have an interpreter, both of them sit in my office in India, and a person holds your hand from the beginning till the end. And we call those people moderators, which I train myself, not just to when it comes to the Indian accent, but they need to understand the deeper meaning of a reading so they can help you, the seeker, to to make the most of it, of your experience, of your journey as uh, some of it you might hear, but not understand at all. Like we had our discussion beforehand, what does certain things mean? And they're trained to explain it to you so that you can uh, really uh, take on board the, this beautiful experience, um, the gift called the Nadi reading and make the most of it in your own life. But we're going to get yeah. to that point too. Uh, and that is how it all started. And that's now 10 years ago, give or take. And eight years ago, we put it into a legal system, into legal structure, because I at some point realized, oh, this is not just a hobby anymore, me helping friends and family, because they sent their friends and their family. And I was, I was helping a Joe Blow, who no idea who this person is. Um, and um, mind you, though, in my reading, my reader told me in a, in a by sentence, and by the way, you are going to bring this to the West. I thought, man, I'm a white guy. I'm here to find healing, to overcome my karma. I have no interest whatsoever to ever do business again. I still was chewing on um, recovering from the major loss that I had uh, a few years before that. Um, I said, thank you, but no thank you. And now, holy moly, what he told me at the time has come true. I mean, we run a big institute that not only supports seekers from across the globe to get an ethical, authentic reading from the comfort of their home, but I'm helping is my life's journey, I guess, duty, calling, uh, when we put this into legal framework, and we're uh, legally based in the U.S., of course, and accounting goes to the U.S., banking, all that goes to the U.S., um, and, and we're now in the in the process of creating an actual foundation for the preservation of this beautiful ancient wisdom called Nadi readings. Um, and that's also because a person a couple years ago had a reading with us who does this for a living and he said Dr Q what's your legal framework what do you do I said well that's the framework he said man you must have a foundation that's that's how it works and that's what he does for a living and now ah. this guy's helping us setting it up uh, as a foundation in a proper way because uh, the accountant who set it up um, had set up our institute is in I don't want to get into that um, there are not so good people out there, even mm. in a spiritual setting. And he took advantage of uh, of what we're doing. Um, not only stole money, but it doesn't matter. It is what it is. So we're now being a foundation. Uh, and uh, so here we are. I mean, Beautiful. we're supporting my Indians uh, and their families. They have a full-time job doing what they do. And I promised them at the time. I said, look, guys, it's going to take, take a while um, because nothing happens overnight. But I will heavily overpay you so that you can continue doing what you're doing without losing them to Western you know, jobs. Uh, and India is a very uh, fast-changing country. Uh, what was once like a shaman for a town, uh, a reader, is now not so high-esteemed uh, anymore, highly-esteemed uh-huh. anymore. So they go, uh-huh. they've lost their status to some extent. And so they become uh, IT people or yeah. call centers or whatever. Yeah. So we've lost a lot of talent, a lot of wisdom, because they're pursuing regular jobs. And by the way, every single one of our readers that are swamis, which means they spend 20 years minimum doing what they're doing, and have had tens of thousands of readings, each one of them, they they have a university degree, business, engineering, whatever, but it's their calling to do what they're doing. And so I'll do my best to preserve that. And now that we've grown so much, I also support, we as an institute, we support um, an orphanage in the town that um, the the brick-and-mortar office is in in India. So whoever gets a reading, please know that your support to us means the world to me. uh, As I'm supporting, we're supporting the Indians and their families and the interpreters, of course, in India and the orphanage and the Western moderators. And I do this for free. I need to know that too i don't make a single well, dollar i just I found,
1: dollar found that out dollars. today and i have to say um, i'm i'm kind of blown away by you're
0: welcome. that it um
1: is. that um you know we we in the west have a bunch of things we can do uh we can go to mediums or akashic record readers or get a massage whatever we're gonna do it's 100 200 and and so when i first heard of this i was like 400 dollars is is substantial but when I saw what you guys did for the money, it really is an incredible service. I mean, the process takes hours, there's multiple people there, there's a time between, and we're going to get into what this system mm-hmm. looks like. Yes. But there was a time in between, um, where you guys are looking for the leaf. Um, I was met by three people on a call, I received back video transcriptions you know so the when you really think about how many hours are put in it's an incredible deal to be honest right so i i first start off thinking wow i'm really uh investing here but it's really it's really a substantial um amount of work that goes into it for for way more
0: than you might think yes way more work than
1: you might think Mm -hmm. yeah so um well then walk us through so i let let's just use me as an example i i did this i i was asked to give my thumbprint. Um, so oh. I stamped my little thumb in a million different directions so that you yeah, have a did. nice thumbprint, sent mm-hmm. it over to you with, with nothing else. Um, and so then what happens from there? They take my thumbprint and they go and look for this the bundle. book.
0: The bundle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Booker bundle. Uh, this would be called a, a book mm-hmm. written by Agastiar. That's the guy that I showed you before. Mm-hmm. Those of you who watched the video, you see the picture. Of the guy in the middle is called Agastiar. Okay. Um, so in a bundle, you would only have leaves written by one sage, great sage, Maharishi, and it's female or male. So what, the system today is the exact same way as it was two, 3,000 years ago. Okay. Again, you've got to think um, historically, uh, put you know, uh, historical glasses on. 3,000 years ago, people couldn't read or write. So then the rishi said, how can we make sure we can connect the leaf to the person? And that is how they came up with the thumbprint. So you don't need to know any, um, you don't need to read or write at all. Uh, and um, as you submit your thumbprints, again I can go deeper into the rabbit hole too here because I know we, uh, we like talking about that. Uh, the there are 108 different thumbprint category names. 108, 108 is a holy number in Hinduism, by the way. The reader looks at your thumbprint and identifies your thumbprint category name. That is why we need your thumbprint. Oh. And then he goes on a search for bundles or books in those infamous archives and and, uh, libraries that I told you about before to find a book that contains only leaves with your thumbprint category name. These archives, in reality, are dusty back rooms uh, in a family home. That's an archive. They're big state-run archives, too, by the municipality or the state of Naminadu. And I've been, I think, by now to all of them. But the real deal where you will find these bundles are in somebody's family's home. The, the oh, my room. God.
1: So Let's you said that archive. they, they so to go find them because they're all over they the go place. you are going physical search, there's no specific, like, library. You said There's they no... use their intuition, and I'm intrigued because yes. I'm not sure. I saw, I, I listened to you talk a little bit to prepare for our show, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, the, what the hell does that mean? Like, they just, what is, yeah, their intuition. Um, do they well, tap first into the Akashic records, or how do they? Yeah, it's some I
0: mean, the readers cannot really explain how, but you need to know there are tens of thousands of bundles, not just one or two. And there are 108 different thumbprint category types, which means there are thousands of bundles with just your thumbprint name. And they're all over the place. And it's a physical source. So once we receive your thumbprint name, he identifies your thumbprint category type. He knows your gender because ladies left thumbprint and gents right thumbprint. And that has to do with uh, Hinduism and how we identify, uh, differentiate female and male energies and your country of birth. That's all we need to know from you. And then he goes in a physical search. He walks, uses his bicycle, his moped, public bus, goes into one, finds yes, no, next one, next one, next one. If it's too far away in you know, a public bus to a town that's an hour away or two, and if it's too far and you cannot find one, we would use an agent today. You know, These days we will call someone who's five hours away and say, look, we need a bundle that matches this thumbprint. Can you go and look? And if yes, then they would chip it over. So that's the reality of it. So it takes time very time-consuming as there is no computer system involved at all. There is no registry involved at all. The reader, of course, doing this for, you know, the more you do it, the more you know where things are, as, as you remember. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, on average, the search takes six to 16 weeks, period. That's just the way um, it, it is. Can it be one day? Of course it can be. Can it be a week? Yes, of course. But then you bombard them with emails saying, "Have it? has it been found? Has it been found? No, it hasn't. Been. I don't have the time to answer sure. all of it. So on average, six to sixteen weeks. At least a month or two, got to two. You gotta wait or three, and then they will eventually find it. Please don't. Uh, please rest assured that's my half Austrian. You know the Germanic approach. I'm very organized. We won't uh, forget about you. Uh, we will then um, let you know in time when a bundle is found. And so when the reader goes into an archive and he finds a book that contains or that matches your thumping category name, not necessarily is it pulling that one out. That's the intuition. He's like, oh, this uh, one, maybe. I don't know this one. Because there are hundreds, thousands of the same thumping category type bundles. And that is when it, the uh, intuition yeah. kicks in and his connection. And he does not know. He says, I do not know. It just is, you know. So he's like, looks at it. He says, yeah, it feels good. That's amazing. Pulls it out and brings it back. So 90% of the time, which is almost every single time, 90% of the time, he pulls the right ones out. Yeah. And that means there is a match first time round. And I guess in your case was first time. If there is no, no match. No, I wasn't. I was
1: my, I, uh-huh. I did it twice. But so I the, did it then twice. you understand
0: why. So then he had to go back and then he finds uh, more bundles and brings back. And 99% of the time, second matching is a success. So and yeah, you can we rest were assured. about an
1: hour and 20 minutes into the second match when they, they found, found it. Yeah, yeah, so it, it really Pretty went nice. on. I was like, yes. yeah, it was, it was, um. It, and and then the match process, right? So they come and they show up and they start to ask you these yes, no questions. You know, does your father's mm-hmm. name starts with ABC? No, next, 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 next. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a little mind numbing, right? So I was sitting yes. there thinking, what are we doing, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but can I can I share the the kind of magic moment that happens after? You can, process? but
0: allow me to, it's yeah. important for people to know that the reader knows nothing about you. It's the same system as two, three thousand yeah. years ago. It's a three-step system. We only talked about the search part, and the search part means finding a bundle that hopefully contains your individual leaf. That's called search. Matching and reading happen if you're in India in an office, you go to a reader's office. Again, office is exaggerated. There's a hole in the wall. There is a desk, and it's uh, hot as hell. It's humid as hell. Uh, mosquitoes everywhere, and they use incense. And so people think, oh, I want to do it in India. It's so much more romantic. It's not. Believe me, I do it all for uh, for, um, for 10 years now. It's not, it's hell on earth. I, I did it myself. And uh, because of my cancer and chemotherapy, I'm extremely sensitive to, to smell. And when this guy lit 20 incense sticks, I thought he's killing me. I thought I was <sighs> being hit by a sledgehammer. So it's anything mm-hmm. but romantic to um, the, you where you are, you can sip your coffee, your tea, you I don't know, in your comfortable environment is way mm-hmm. more romantic uh, that way. So that's called search. But matching and reading means we will find your actual leaf in the book. It's called matching. And then we give you the reading once matching happens. One more time, the reader knows nothing about you. He just knows your thumbprint category type. He knows your Mm -hmm. gender and the country birth. That's it. Everything else will be revealed on the leaf. Now the leaf, to even make it more wow, is written in a dead language that he has to study called Granta or Ancient Tamil. It's written as a poem and not in prose poem. It's written in a code. That's the only way why so much information can be compressed onto a small leaf. And to make things just a little more uh, thrilling, Tamil and ancient Tamil both are a sound based language. It's a syllabic language. Unlike all Western languages, you know, English, French, uh, German, and so forth, they're letter based. Even Persian, and I speak Persian fluently. So A, B, C, D. Tamil is not. It's kind of like Chinese Mandarin, it's uh, syllabic. If we had to convert Tamil or ancient Tamil into, into uh, letter language, there would be 247 letters. It would be. And that is the reason why the reader, as he goes through this matching process, he reads out to you, not knowing anything about you one more time, he's reading out statements to you, not questions, they're statements, because when he looks at the leaf during the matching process, he sees the most important message on it. He says, this leaf belongs to a person who is married. So he says, you're married. And your answer would be yes or no. That's it. You do not need to give any more information than that. Yes, I'm married, but I'm going through divorce. It's irrelevant. Are you married now legally? Yes or no. Do you have two kids? Yes or no. No need to say yes. I have, you know, It's irrelevant because uh, he reads out the message because this leaf belongs to a soul who is married now, who has two sons now or whatever. And if that is your reality now, you will say yes. If it's not, you say no. So if it's no, it's not your leaf. You flip to the next one. If you say yes, he stays on the same leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper until the moment happens. And then that's the magic moment for all of us, for me too, of course, because if you do in mind, when you say yes to every single statement. And when you say yes to every single statement, he can then convert the symbols, because again, it's all in a code, into words and into names. And if you want to share it yourself, you can do so. Otherwise, I'm happy to share it with you. Yeah, I audience. just want
1: to like, I mean... Yeah. Because I did this right, like just give yes. people out there who you know are like me—they don't do this every day. You know, I I legitimately just want to say I I sent my my thumbprint in, and then I hung out here and I waited, right? And so I didn't know all this was happening in the background. I didn't know anything, and so then all of a sudden I get a phone call or I get an email. Yes, we found your leaf, and um, we sit there and we do this. What he just said, um, you know, do you have a, a, a daughter? No next, next, next. Right. Until there's this moment. And I mean, I have to be honest. I mean, I was starting to think, why did I do this? I mean, it just went on and on and on for me, because it was the second time. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, yes. Cause it's a little mind numbing. And then, and it's early in the morning. Cause it's in the States. We, we meet up a little early. Yeah, So I'm sipping my coffee and I'm like, whoo, I haven't showered. And this guy just says, your father's name starts with F yes. Frederick, your mother, Eleanor. Yes, yes, yes. And it was my mother's name, my father's name. I have a brother. My brother has a boy and a girl. Um, I have a son. And then the killer for me was because I'm gay. Um, I haven't been legally married. Right. So, uh, to know my partner's names, you know, like just an impossibility. And Jill, um, is my ex and my current twin flame, Jackie, Jacqueline, um, and I was just like, wait, what just happened? And it's like, your brain just stops functioning. Like, I just went into this state of like, what just happened? You know, and then they celebrate, they showed me this leaf. It's this really cool, very ancient. They said the edges were were afraid. Um, and then they mm-hmm. go off and we take a little break and they come back in for this reading. Yeah. That's yeah. He's showing an example. Mm-hmm.
0: For those of you who are watching it, yeah, about a book and so these are the individual
1: leaves in it. I
0: don't know
1: how well you can see it. Um yes yeah amazing amazing and and i have to say as somebody who who works in the akashic records <clears throat> the 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 process of the akashic records um when i'm giving a reading the person who's being read often feels an energy too and so i also was sort of drawn into this energetic field with them and i felt this buzzing and this really sort of um really amazing beautiful spiritual moment throughout the whole process right i do think this um stuff speaks to somewhere deep within us um so mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'll I'll hand it back to you. But that was that was the the most exciting part. And then they they came back and they started to lay out from this day forward, right? What's going to where I am today? And then um, explained a bunch of things, which I'd love for you to to talk to us about today. Um, but the the one thing that I found so confusing, and I had to ask my friend who introduced us, was <clears throat> how do they know to start on the day? like they knew i had a son and they knew exactly how his year had been it's it's from the day that i get the reading forward right so how Mm -hmm. does something from thousands of years ago know that this incarnation of laura right because it's a soul level thing Mm -hmm. this incarnation of laura add to that age is going to walk in on that month or that day and get Mm -hmm. that reading so these people must have been able to see the future is is what i've gathered but if you could explain a little bit of how that part works
0: sure um now in order to get there matching you gotta again think two three thousand years ago where people couldn't read or write thumbprint because you can read or write and then the rishis needed to make sure that you accept the message as being yours Mm. So they put your life's story into code onto the leaf, and then they would read it out to you and you can say yes because you know who your parents are. In the matching process, when everything matches, the reader will tell you your first name, your mother's first name, your father's first name, your date of birth, your time of birth, your weekday of birth, partner, partner's name, ex-partner, ex-partner's name, disease partner. I've had people who've been married five, six times, believe it or not, because uh, I've done one or two readings in my lifetime, and they're shocked to realize that wow, I thought I would never hear from the bugger again, and yet he is in or she is in, uh, on my leaf. So that you know, it's 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 you. How many kids you have, the siblings, and so forth. That is the the wild wow part because I mean, my God, how how could they know? And to the doubters out there, guys, believe me, we just don't want to make enough money by hiring a computer <laughs> hacker, going into social security. Right, There is just not enough time. Or I okay. know. I say that okay. too, Dr. It's Q. Just, I'm just, glad
1: um, you said it because, I mean, oh, I have better things uh, to do than go research. I guess,
0: yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, come yeah, on. Really what really am good.
1: I doing sitting around and just yes, doing this to um, be one big, huge scam? It's, it's not enough money yeah, for it's, that. It's, it's,
0: another, plus, I do it for free, so I really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really. I mean, if you if you get a reading, wonderful. I'm here to help you because I have a helpless gene. I got daddy's genes in me. If you wish, uh, on a larger scale, but would any one of my readers ever waste waste a minute of their precious day in in doing any computer work, especially since they have to travel an hour to my office because they don't have stable internet at home or electricity, or they have an outhouse because they don't have a place they can use as a bathroom. I mean. You know, you got to put it into perspective here. Yeah. Uh, it's a very poor country. Those of you who have not been to India, they just don't care. It's a, they're on one hand very poor, on the other hand, very spiritual, very evolved, way beyond me. Uh, the first one to say when I talk to my readers, they're just functioning on a different level. So that's called matching. So you understand why they do all of that so that you can accept it's you. It's easy because you know who you are, you know whether your brother has a kid or not, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, bomb, boom. So that's matching. And we did the search for your book. We did the matching of your leaf to give you the reading because you yourself, again, I'm going to take you, if you wish, if I may take you down the, uh, the, the, the rabbit hole. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've done a, a lot of spiritual journeys, I should say. Um, when you go beyond thought, and I've been to the shamans quite many times, I should say, so with help, shamanic help, I've been there quite a few times in my life. So I'm beyond thought. And when you're there, then you're one with the universe. And then you realize well, that this, what we experience as reality, is just a matrix. It's just a reality. But it's just a matrix. We're here to experience something. And there is no you and me either. It's just us. It's just one big blob uh, in the shape and form of Laura, in the shape of form of Dr. Q, in the shape of form of Palmy readings, in the shape and form of computer, you know, it's just one. And yet we cannot perceive it that way unless, of course, we go to that place. And um, if we can agree that thought is the beginning of our creation, that's what I realized in my own meditation journeys, you create something. Before that, it doesn't exist. And so you think of it say, oh, my God, you know, one day you woke up, you heard it, as I did when I was in the ICU. Before that, I didn't hear it. I said, wow, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you manifested, you put action behind the thought by submitting your thumbprint. Boom. So when you're in deep, deep meditation, be it through shamanic help or just uh, in an ashram in India, it's it's you can achieve that too without shamanic help. It's just much easier with shamanic help. Uh, you can be in a, in a place where ta- it's beyond time. You realize, and I've come to realize that uh, myself, there is no past, there is no present, there is no future, there is no you and me either. For whatever reason, we just experience what we experience because we're here to just experience, periods. And I don't want to go too deep into it. So I might take up too much time. We can talk about it later. So, time is not the way we perceive it, and the you and me is not the way we perceive it either. So, when you submit your thumbprint at the same time 3,000 years ago, the Maharishi starts writing for Laura in her current incarnation the message because you asked for it today, 3,000 years ago, at the same time. And because you and one of these Maharishis, in reality, whatever reality is, we don't want to go too deep into that, is one, because there is no you and me either. That means ultimately, Laura wrote a message for Laura, originating as a Maharishi at that time, and now manifesting herself as Laura this lifetime. So in essence, really, you're giving yourself the answer to life, because now is the right time. That's the reason why we call it Nadi reading, because Nadi means the exact moment in time when the message is delivered to the seeker from a leaf, because all these uh, meanings has Nadi. Not a day before, not a day later. So they know exactly on what day they will do it. So when you had your first matching not being a match, it just was not the time period. So then they had to go back and find uh, more bundles. And on that day, it was naughty. Boom! That means the exact moment in time when you were uh, able, uh, when you were destined to receive the message. And so coming back again out of the rabbit hole, so we can continue with the reading part of it. <laughs> And I just, I'm just so
1: sorry, but we just have to pause like, oh my God. Right. Like for everybody listening, who's like, wait, what did he just say? Right. I I get it. I I had to sit with that. My friend explained it to me who introduced us and I was like, say that again. And she and I just laughed and laughed because it's like, oh my God, right. This, this is something that I do teach. And I think about a lot, the collapse of time. There is no past, present, future. There's only one, but it is so hard as a human being who lives in a linear you know you and i are here because we both agree that there's this clock and the clock says it's a certain time right and the, the laura is aging and i think of myself as this thing that is moving through time but on the other side that's not true and so for some people they can access this timelessness right and that's what you're you're explaining to us today but it, if you're having trouble following it i just want to say to the listeners <laughs> I get it, right? This hurts my brain, right? As a human, it's a very hard, hard thing to 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 fully comprehend. I don't know that we ever will.
0: I can break it up at a, a different time. You know, if you want, we can have another yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, breaking yeah. it up, down for you. It's a whole other world. But I understand it's a whole other world. But I, that's what I do all day, every day for thirty years. Obviously, I understand it's very hard. If you heard here for the first time, it didn't happen to me overnight either. You know, it took yeah. me thirty years uh, of uh, life dedication to get to where I'm here. Um, so the reading is here is meant to help you now it's very important a few things that i need to uh, first um, uh, lay out to you a reading is here to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself Uh number one a reading is here to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself whatever better means to you longer Uh life if you're crazy enough to wanting to live longer happier life more fulfilling life finding a partner having a child uh, more money different friends whatever better means to you better that's one two your life or anyone's life despite the fact that we're all connected in this deeper realm is not set in stone if it were you and i would just be puppets and i refuse believing in that i believe in free will and choice because we're here to experience whatever we're experiencing without any uh, value to it it's just an experience some of it is very painful and some of it is beautiful, but nonetheless, it's just an experience in that realm that we're, we can only access once in a while. Um, so it's here to help you, period. And it's uh, your life is not set in stone. That means you must take your reading as a blueprint, as a guideline, as a compass, as a map, so that you can steer the ship of your life in a into a port that you want and not be taken all over the place um because Uh it's a big ocean you don't have where to go so that is the purpose of a reading so it doesn't really matter whether you are a spiritually uh, uh, evolved human if you know what you want or don't know what you want if you have a health issue if you have a partnership issue, it doesn't really matter because it's here to help you no matter what the issue might be to make to create for yourself creation is is the key a better life trajectory for yourself after your reading now, that is uh, the premise. Then we'll go deeper into it. Uh, the reading is based on three aspects. Your overall energies at the time of your reading, not your mood, whether you have your morning coffee or not, when you get the reading, makes no difference because that will be your mood, not your energies. Sure. Whether you turn or not makes a difference. But it's important for people to understand. So, whether you had fight with your husband or wife or makes some difference, it is your energies that we're talking about because in our system, every six months, your energies shift in one way uh, or direction that could be that you're in a six month period where there is no uh, leave for you. There could be one, uh, obviously when you got your reading, you were in a, in a six month period, where there is a, um, a leave for you. Then two, it's based on the stars and the planets because they have an impact on us, mm-hmm. period. And the vehicle we use to tap into the information and the impact of the planets is Indian astrology, also known as Vedic astrology, and three, it's based on your thumbprint category type. And your thumbprint category name is your baseline. It's your genetic imprint. It's, the, it's your red thread through life. If there is one thing that to me also was wowing is how accurate your thumbprint name describes you as your so, uh, your soul. That is the one thing you cannot change in a reading. That is you. You embrace it, you better embrace it and make the most of it. There is no good, there is no bad, it just is. And if you're a little more mature like I am or people that are way more mature than me because we've had people in their late 80s getting a reading done or 90 years is the oldest person we've ever had a reading done for. You look back and then uh, as the reader explains your thumbprint category top, you're like, oh my God, I totally get it. I understand why things are the way they are. It's a red thread. So two of these three parts are changeable. You know, energies change all the time. Planets and stars change. Their impact, but the one aspect, one third of it, is your red thread. That's just you. Um, so based on these three, the reader looks at your leaf, which is written in a dead language. One more time, in a poetic way, as a poem in symbols, and in a syllabic language. So it's not easy at all. Believe me, it's not easy at all. As it decodes it based on these three aspects it gives you a possible life trajectory from the moment you get the reading done until there is no more writing on the leaf. Trajectory. From the moment you get it done, it decodes it. It's a likely trajectory until there is no more writing on the leaf. No more writing could mean the end of your life, but not necessarily, because one more time, the whole purpose of the reading is to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself afterwards, which could mean longer life because there are people out there who want to live longer. It's beyond me. But okay, I get it. You want to just live longer, cool. So, because uh, some people say, oh, "I don't want to know the time of death," and I don't. to like, dude, it's to give you a direction. Your life is not set in stone. Take, don't not take it verbatim, because if you do, it's you've already lost. You don't get the point at all. Yeah. Uh, so as we do it, and again, there are different schools. There is not a school you go to a university to study to become a reader. There is none of that. You need to find yourself a guru. And guru has been misused the term so many times. So allow me to uh, explain what a guru is. Uh, in um, had several meanings, but the meaning that in our school works, a, gu- a guru is a teacher with original thought. That is what a guru is. Oh. A teacher with original thought. You can be a teacher as Swami, as a teacher as an advanced reader, but he's not a guru yet because he hasn't evolved to that point yet. So you need to find yourself a guru in order to become a reader reader yourself. And a reader studies seven years is a long, long, long time until his peers and his guru says, yeah, you're ready. You can call yourself a reader now. And then he works 10 years for a long, long time. does thousands of readings until his peers say, oh, you are more than just a reader. You're a Swami Swamiji. That means an advanced uh, reader, someone can teach it. And after another 10 years or 20 years, when your peers, your Swami peers say, oh my God, this guy is way beyond us. We call you Guru now." That's a guru. So he then decodes it. It's not an easy thing at all. People say, "Oh, it's just you know, just gibberish." It's not gibberish at all. The way you received your reading, Laura, uh, he has to train the way to uh, to to uh, divulge the message to you in a in a certain way. He gives yeah. a, the message to you because the way he delivers the message to you, it has healing faculties in it. The um, oh. uh, the the oscillation of it. Uh, it's a poem, and it's delivered in a specific way. So as you receive it, that's the reason why you felt elated and good because it has healing ah. faculties. In the way, he uh, it's it's not an easy task to be a reader at all if you're a real one, because uh, we're growing there are quite many fake ones I, there felt, too.
1: I felt I um, felt for days some kind yeah. of uh, yeah, clearing, healing, uh, yes. awakening, maybe. Um, I had too. a bunch yeah. of 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 um, clarity. You know it. It it, it it rung true as far as where I've been but then it explained what I would do the, with the rest of my life which felt accurate for me but mm-hmm. then that that sort of um yeah I don't know what to call it like a, epiphanous state right like mm-hmm. oh 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 I just sort of felt like I got some things I didn't understand that's what it was okay very interesting
0: yes so uh, again the you get a trajectory and we give you a whole life reading. In our school, in our institute, a whole life means it covers all aspects of life that are important to any human being. Health, education, money, career, family, kids, grandchildren, spirituality, you name it, all of it. Of course, to a 90-year-old, career and money means nothing, but to that person, their children and grandchildren and maybe great-grandchildren mean everything. Sure. To an 18-year-old kid, whether they have five children 20 years from now means nothing because they're way too young to even comprehend that. But to have a girlfriend or, or boyfriend, to have, you know, to go to school, you know, will have a job, that means everything to them at that point. Nonetheless, you get it all. And it's individualized depending on where you are. And I was lucky enough, I should say, to experience that firsthand after I had my own reading. I had my mom's reading. I was her moderator and the reader had no clue who she is because she was just another blonde elderly lady. Uh, Her reading, you know, my mom is the ultimate mom. I'm very lucky to have her as a mom because she's she's an Uber mom. To her, in her life, her life means very little to her. You know, she's but everything, we, her two sons and her future grandchildren, which weren't born yet, but she was predicted in her reading, by the way, which is mind-blowing, Uh, And I don't want to go too deep into that either, but meant everything. So in reality, I got another reading through my mom, and my mom was just blown away how accurate it is. I was like, oh my God, it's my mom's reading, and I see myself completely in it. uh, And my brother were very different and were described extremely accurately. So that is a whole life reading. It covers all aspects. But on top of that, you get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, unlike most, possibly any other reading that you received out there, A naughty reading is not here to make you feel good about yourself. It's not. It's here to help you. And to some people, it might sound very harsh because it's not sugarcoated. It's not. It gives you the good, the bad and the ugly. Now, you're an enlightened uh, soul, Laura. So your reading reflected your journey. It might be, of course, you have challenges like any human being, too. But you're an enlightened soul, so things are very different. But we have people that come with a lot of baggage. Oh my God, you have no idea, a lot of baggage. And afterwards, you tell me, oh, this this reading was terrible, terrible. So because uh-huh. I do what I do from the from with all my heart. I I, I I watch sometimes the readings when I'm not the moderator. When I'm the moderator, it's easier. Uh, but now I'm gonna say, man, this was a great reading. What do you want? It was super accurate. No, it was so hard. So many blocks. So a my friend, you come in, you start the reading with so much baggage. Do you think just because you're going to reading, you'll be a superstar tomorrow? No. It told you all the problems that you have. Now do something about it. That's So right. that is what the reading is here for, not to make you feel good about yourself. It's here to help you. And to some people, it's harsh because, you know, they were drug addicts or abused, abandoned. I've seen it all because I've done many readings, you know. Um And then, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter where you come, where you are, when you get the reading, it's here to help you make it better. And you got to embrace that. So the secret is in your thumbprint, but the power and the magic and the beauty of the reading is in its pujas, in its remedies. Because when they tell you the good, it's by showing you the water. Here's the water, drink it. But whether you drink it or not is up to you. It's a good time to move, find a partner, have a child. Expand the business, change business, whatever the good period might be. What you do with it is up to you. But if it's bad or ugly, oh my God, embrace it with all your heart and say, thank you, Lord. It's a blessing in disguise because now I know I have a block or many blocks. Because you had the blocks before too, but you were kind of like a blind person wandering through a forest and hitting a tree every every two minutes and not knowing why you're hitting a tree. But now we tell you, man, you got all these blocks in your life and they're caused by planets or karma or whatever it might be, family-related uh, blocks, you know, generational blocks, now do something about it. And you can do something about it, because it's going to give you, for each block identified in your reading, you get a puja, a remedy at the end. And the remedy to you, prescribed to you, in your leaf, they're not made up, they're in your leaf, the remedies, you must take verbatim. The reading is a guideline. But if you're serious about change, you must follow the remedies exactly as prescribed because that's your way of showing the universe that you're serious about change and healing. And if you're serious and you put your heart behind it, the universe will help you. Yeah. But if you say, oh, screw that, why should the universe help me? He so Well, this guy is not serious about healing, so screw it. So we won't help you. Can I okay, ask a so, really
1: small sure. sub question on that? But because I got my pujas and I was yeah. attempting to do them, I was very serious. But they're very hard to pronounce because, right? They're they're not in English, obviously. Um, how much does that matter? Because I was getting very hung up Matters in my head that I was doesn't a matter at all. That's the no? reason
0: why we tell everyone and every moderator is trained by me to tell you, the, the seeker, that the pronunciation of the mantra is of no importance at all. It's the intention as you do it. So what we do, I mean, these mantras are, um, well, the original, they're sometimes in Sanskrit, but what we because we're in Tamil Nadu, they have their own version, um, Tamilized version. So they might be different because sometimes we have people who know stuff and they're like, well, this doesn't sound correct. It is correct because we use the regional version of the of the mantra. We try to be as authentic as we possibly can. But what we do is we transliterate it into English so you can read it. And we put it in a PDF. There's a lot of work, my friends, out there. Way more work than you might think. So we transliterate all the mantras um, and uh, even attach the uh, pictures of the gods and goddesses so there is no excuse for you to not do them. And then we tell you, there is the mantra, sit in front of the God. We can talk about this in more detail later. And just read it as best as you can. But the intention, that is what matters 99%, almost okay. all of it. 99 percent, And for each block identified, there is a god or goddess associated with that as a vehicle to help you overcome the block. And there is an intention for each one of those blocks, and each god represents some sort of an intention. Block removing would be Ganesha, you know, the, the elephant trunk guy. Uh, that helps you in general to overcome blocks. Shiva and Parvati, that would be the, the husband and wife and the parents of Ganesha. They represent family unity. So it helps you overcome all the blocks identified in your nucleus family. That would be your parents, your siblings, your partner, your children and grandchildren. Not your auntie, not your uncle, not your pet dog, not the cousins. Because some people say, can they fix No, they cannot. It's your nucleus family to help fix the blocks in it. Um, uh, Murugan, the younger brother of Ganesha, is here to help with your partner. I'm just giving you some examples. And you've got to keep that intention in your head as you do the, the mantras with all your hearts because it will help change that. And if we still have time and if you're interested, I can tell you also why that goes, takes it a little outside of um, naughty readings. I read a book 20 years ago called The Autobiography of a Yogi. Some of you yeah. out there might have read it too. I, I read it a few times and I read it way before I got involved with this. And um, you know, my, my dad's Baha'i, um, so I grew up with the Baha'i religion in a Muslim country of, an, of Jewish extraction. So I have confusion all over the place. My mom's <laughs> Catholic. So Blondeville kind of thing. And I was an altar boy too. So I have it all in me. I've been exposed to all of that. But saints to me, you know, saints are people that are long dead and they suffered maybe to become a saint, you know, a thousand years ago. But when I read the book, Autobiography of a Yogi, which was written by Paramahansa Yogananda, who ultimately ended up dying, uh, living and then uh, is, uh, is in, buried in California. Uh, he talks about his life, his life journey. And he talks about saints all the time. I said, man, are they are living saints? How can that be? This is To my mind, it was uh, mind-blowing. And then he talks about his upbringing. And he had a guru. He had several gurus. And when he was a kid and a teenager, he traveled with his guru through India. And his guru could heal people from terrible disease, leprosy, cancer. And they would line up to see this guy. And little Paramansa would sit next to him and assist his guru. And they would all come. You know, we're talking 100 plus years ago in, in India, poor people, and they would just look at them, heal them, and send them off. But every time he sends them off, this guru, his, his master, will give these poor souls or odd homework. You have leprosy, you got cancer, you got whatever pneumonia. Here is a raw egg, and you carry this raw egg for the next three weeks in your left pocket and make sure it doesn't crack. You have this, and now you're going to drink milk only with your right hand for the next five weeks. And you do not do that. You know, so funny stuff. And I am you know, I, I don't uh, repeat it in my own language, so it's a little more entertaining than if you read the um, elaborate uh, and beautiful language that Yogananda uses in, in his book. And so little Paramansa looks up at his uh, guru and says, Guru, I don't understand, man. Uh, you can heal people. I know that because I've seen you heal them all. And obviously you know that you can heal them. So why would you give them this crazy homework? makes no sense to, to me. He says, little Paramahansa, I know, I know I can heal them, you've seen me heal them, but they don't know it. So I give them pujas. Again, that's what you're being prescribed in your reading to. I give them pujas. In Western terminology, puja is an energy-shifting exercise, if you want to keep it simple. Literal translation means prayer ceremony or ceremonial act, so something that you need to do physically. I give them this homework. So for the next three weeks, he needs to focus his mind and his attention on keeping that raw egg safe in his left pocket. If he puts the effort in, then the universe will help him and will get healed. If he says, screw that man, and it cracks, then obviously he's not serious about healing so that he won't be healed, the universe won't help him, and then that's Mm -hmm. it. If he focuses his mind and attention, okay, my, my healer told me five weeks, drink milk with my right hand. When I drink five weeks with my right hand numb, with my left. So if you put your energies into that, healing will take place over time. It manifests itself in you because the energy start shifting. And in that particular case would be healing. In some other instances, it would be finding a partner, getting pregnant, having a better job, whatever that is. So it's an energy shifting exercise. In your case, much easier. You don't have to carry an egg in your left pocket or or uh, drink milk with your right hand. But you do the manchas because puja also means prayer ceremony and they come also they can come in the shape and form of a mantra and so you show the universe as prescribed in your reading at the end of your reading For the next six Tuesdays on a Tuesday you put Murugan on the wall and you focus your energies on Lord Murugan who's here for partner if you have any partnerships, I'm just making this up now or uh, if you have any uh, in general envy in your life or bad energies that surround you then you have Goddess Durga. You're going to focus on Goddess Durga. And that's how I picture her as an Amazon, as a fighter. With In one hand, a sword. In the other hand, a, 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 a shield. With the sword, she d- destroys all the envy, the negativity, you know, the jealousy. You know, people are crazy. You know, they're stupid. They, they harm us. And she destroys all those energies. And with the left hand, uh, she has the, the, the shield so that we can walk behind her, next to her, and be safe. So that's the intention you need to carry as you do the mantra exactly on the day that is prescribed to you for the exact length of time, eight th- Thursdays or or nine Saturdays or whatever that might be. And if you miss a day in that cycle, that means you screw it up, accept it, and so with the first day of the cycle you got the nine Saturdays in a row or eight Thursdays in a row. And that cycle is done. You've proven to the universe that you're serious about it. You put your energies behind it. And then you're done. You move on to the next one. And the whole process does indeed take you months, sometimes nine months, six months, 12 months, whatever that is. But you want change. And that is where the power lies in. The pujas, the healing work, the remedies to help you overcome the blocks that were identified in your reading because you yourself, 3,000 years ago, wrote the direction for you in here, but you wanted to make sure at the time that you're serious about it, not just, you know, uh, wishy-washy. So they gave you some work.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dr. Q, we're going to, we agreed we'd, we'd have another session. We're going to go deeper. We're going to talk about this idea of time more and the, the, um, sure, the different levels of soul and, um, past lives and all this stuff. So, um, but for now, thank you so much for coming on, explaining the, um, Indian palm leaf reading process with your Institute. People are looking for you. Where can they find you if they want to get started today or if they want to be a part of this?
0: Sure. It's the Indian, uh, the website is Indian Indian Indianpalmleafreading.com. IndianPalmleafreading.com. You will find everything there. The search costs $100. It's US dollar based, $100 you put down. We send you information about your thumbprint, you submit your thumbprint, and the search starts. And only when we find bundles for you, you pay $400 for the matching and the reading. You can choose any day of the week. We have reading seven days a week on two set times. Um, and... Um, you have money back guarantee because one more time I don't make money with this. So I want you to be happy. So if you're not happy for whatever reason, we give you your money back. It's it's just the way it is. If I can help you, wonderful. If I cannot help you, I'm sorry that we couldn't, but please know that it comes from the heart and every reading helps us support my Indians and the orphanage, of course, too. Uh, we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Laura knows that I hate social media, but we have, so it's a uh, devil in this guy. We need to have it. Uh, Indian Palmer Feeding on YouTube. Oh, by the way, maybe you want to check out the YouTube because we have a big YouTube channel. It's called Indian Palmer Reading Institute. On that channel, we not only have videos about the orphanage that we support and, and, um, but we also have, um, five or six or seven, quite a few readings, people, seekers who are so kind enough to allow us to put their entire experience matching and reading for you to watch on our YouTube channel tears uh, being overwhelmed the whole nine yards for you to watch as they were so kind to allow us to do it so they can help you find your way to us so if you go to youtube to our youtube channel Indian Palmer Reading Institute you can actually watch the whole thing so um, you know what to expect beautiful uh, beautiful well thank you so much
1: your um a, a warehouse of information on this I just feel like we could We could go for hours, but I appreciate you sharing this and I look forward to a couple deep dives on some of these more um, spiritually complex topics because this one, it feels like it just layers indefinitely. Thank you so much for coming on The Soul School. It's
0: an honor and a pleasure, Nara. Thank you so much for having me. Namaste.
1: Namaste. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, Littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy, a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes. Because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out. LittleSoul.School.